Okay, good morning. Today's daf is daf Gimel. Um, today's shiz Lilunishma Yeshua Yitzchak Ben Shaul Ruvain Halevi. Um, may his memory be a blessing and may his neshama have an aliyah. Um, so yesterday we brought a brisa which brought four opinions of when we start Mazkir Gvurus. Because remember we said Mazkir means mention and that is Mashiv um, We said as Mashiv Aruach Goshem. As we see... Um, Mashiva Ruach, we'll see in today's daf, is not essential. It's really the Morida Goshen part that is important. Um, yeah, I also just wanted to mention, so I always say Mashiva Ruach Morida Goshen. That's the Masorah I have um, from uh, my family. And I think in the Yish, tells Yeshiva, that's what they used to say, Morida Goshen. Nowadays, the more prevalent minag most people seem to say, Mashiva Ruach Morida Geshem. So if that's, uh, don't, don't get confused about that, but that is just the Masorah um, I have to say Goshem. So that's, what, that's why I always say it. Um, so now we're going to analyze two of those opinions. The one is Rabbi Yehuda ben Beseira and Rabbi Akiva. Rabbi Yehuda ben Beseira said you start saying Mashiva Ruach in, on the second day of Sukkot. And Rabbi Akiva said you start saying Mashiva Ruach on the Sixth day of Sukkot. So now we're going to go into where they get that from. And as we'll see, it's tied into Nisuch HaMayim. Remember on Sukkot, there was the special um, water libation that they used to draw the water and then pour it on the Mizbech. It was the only time that water was offered as a korban on the Mizbech. So Rabbi Yehuda, this is, it's the wild line towards the bottom of Beis with Beis 2B. It says, Rabbi Yehuda ben Vesaira, Omer Rabbi Yehuda ben Vesaira says, Besheni b'chag humazgir. On the second of Sukkot, Second day of Sukkot, you start mentioning rain. My time, uh, the Rebbe Yehuda ben Basaira. What's the reason for Rebbe Yehuda ben Basaira? And so, just before we go into it, um, the Torah mentions the Musaf of Sukkot every single day for each day independently. Because remember, each of each day it was a different korban. Now, in general, it concludes Milvadolas Hatomid Uminchosov Vinisko. This is the Musaf. And that is besides the daily offering, it's mincha and it's nis, and it's libation offering. The word it uses for libation offering is vinisko. Then, however, on the second day, instead of vinisko, it says viniske hem. And then on the sixth day, it says unesocheho. So again, not nis, nisko, unesocheho. And then also generally following all the first... Paragraphs they end off kemishpat and on the seventh day it's kemishpatam. So that's the drosh again. It's normally vinisko, um, and on the first day it's nis. On the second day it's niske hem, and on the sixth day it's nisocheho, and also instead of kemishpat on the seventh day it's kemishpatam. So Tanya Rebbe remember remember says nemar b'sheni vinisko hem. Again, that's adding a mem. And it says on the sixth day, it's libations, adding a yud. And the seventh day, it says, like their, like their law, again, adding a mim, a mem. Those extra letters, mem yud, mem, spell water. From here is, here is a hint to Nisuchamayim from the Torah. Oh, why does it mention it on the second day? Why does you start? Why do you start mentioning for rain on the second day? Because when does the pasuk hint to nisuch hamayim? 
Besheini hu deremizi hilkach besheini matkiridon. Since it's the first mention, the extra mem. Remember, for in changing the word veniskot to veniskehem is with on the second day. So therefore, on the second day you start to mention rain. Again, as we pointed out, we asked earlier on the page. Rabbi Lezer says you start on the first day of Sukkot, higher up this Amud, and we said, is that learned from lulav or learned from this suchamai? And we said that the, why you would learn from either of those is those are water, those are tied to water, tied to rain, and they are um, there to bring goodwill, so that Hashem gives us rain with bracha. So that's why it makes a lot of sense to tie in the day you start mentioning rain with the day that you start the water libation. Rabbi Akiva, Rabbi Akiva says, Rabbi Akiva says, no, you start mentioning on the rain, when do you start mentioning on the Sixth day. Shedemar is it says, Beshishi, it says on the sixth day, Unnesocheho, instead of Venisko, its offering, Unnesocheho, its in plural, referring to multiple libations. The Torah is referring to two libations. One must be the water libation and one must be the wine libation. Maybe you should say it means two wine libations. Maybe again, maybe on the sixth day, instead of a water and a wine libation, we know you have to do multiple libations, but maybe it just needs an extra one. So, Sovalok, Rabbi Yehuda ben Becerra, no, he holds like Rabbi Yehuda ben Becerra, the Omar, Rimize Maya, that that's when water is hinted to. Because remember the extra mem yud mem. So it's, well, if he holds like Rabbi Yehuda ben Becerra, why doesn't he say we start on the second day like Yehuda ben Becerra? Again, because it says, remember the mem, the first extra mem is on the second day. So if Rabbi Akiva is playing with that again, and then the extra yud was on the sixth day. So if he learns like Rabbi Yehuda ben Becerra, then he should agree to him that you start on the second day. It says, no, Kosova Rabbi Akiva, Rabbi Akiva holds... He says, no, when does it imply that you bring an extra nisuch that is on the sixth day? Because when it says, that sounds like it's saying multiple libations for all the different korbanos. So that's why it doesn't allude to a special extra libation. It's just, oh, you're bringing many korbanos. So with the many korbanos, you bring many libations. However, this word, instead of an isko, implies with its korban, you bring with the one korban, you bring two libations. So therefore he says that's on the sixth day, and therefore you start saying it on the sixth day. Once we mentioned the source for Nisuch Hamayim from the Torah, we're now going to mention another source. Again, there's no in the Torah that it says explicitly that you bring a water libation on Sukkot. So here we've had the source of Rebbe Yudah Ben-Messair and Rebbe Kiva learn it out from the extra Mem Yud Mem. Tanya, Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Nosan, Omer. Uh, we have another price where Rabbi Nosan says, It says in the sanctuary, you'll do a poor elevation to Hashem, but it doubles the word, The Pasuk is speaking about two Nesochim, one of water and one of wine. Oh, why do you say one's water? Where do you see to say that one's water? Maybe it means both are one. He says, no. The pasuk should be consistent. It should either say, or two libations, or my 
by using two different phrases of the word, we learn that one is water and one is wine. Okay, so now we have the source for Rabbi Akiva, well, we have the source for Nisuch HaMayim in our Torah, and we have an interesting, we have the source why Rabbi Akiva says you start on the sixth day, and Rabbi Yehuda Ben says you start on the second day, because they tied to Nisuch HaMayim. Now, just before we go into the next piece, so recap it as we said from the beginning, the first Brysa brought, sorry, brought a Brysa on, on Bays and with Bays that mentioned four opinions of when you start to mention rain. The first one I mentioned was Rebbe Eliezer, which was from the time that you bring your lulav, from the time that, from first day of Sukkot. The second one was Rebbe Yeshua, who said it's from the time that you put your lulav away. I am not sure, I couldn't work out clearly if the time you put your lulav away refers to the seventh day, because that's the last time you shake, or does the time you put your lulav away refer to the eighth day, I, after you've put the, your lulav away, but either way, Rabbi Yeshua holds at the end. We're going to see it more likely means the eighth, but at the end. And Rabbi Yehuda ben Becerra held, like we just learned, the second day, and Rabbi Akiva learns the sixth day. Now what the Gemara is going to try... Rabbi Lezer says the source that we start saying on the first day is tied to Lulav. And we assume that the other three opinions, and we've seen quite strongly that it fits in Rabbi Akiva and Rabbi Yeshua and Sarah, are connected to Nisuch HaMayim. So we're going to ask if it's connected to Nisuch HaMayim, the mention should be tied into that. So that's um, bearing, so bearing in mind that the Nisuchamayim, when we start to mention rain, or when these opinions say you start to mention rain, should be tied into when you do the Nisuchamayim. So he says, Elo, Hodetnan, what about the following Mishnah? This is from Sukkadin, Nisuchamayim, Kolzayin, that you do Nisuchamayim all seven days, Mani, who's the author? Who's the author that you say Nisuchamayim? is done all seven days of Sukkot. If it's Rabbi Yeshua, we should say one day. That's when you start saying mentioning rain. And if it's Rabbi Akiva, two days, the sixth and the seventh of day of Sukkot. And if you want to say it's Rabbi Yudha all six days. Again, because as, as we show, as we just highlighted, they tie mentioning rain to Nisuchamayim. So when they say you start mentioning rain, that would be the same time you start Nisuchamayim. So we end up, who's the opinion? Which opinion would say you do Nisuchamayim for all seven days? So la'olam Rabbi Yudah ben Basairahi. You have to say it's Rabbi Yudah ben Basairah. The sova like Rabbi Yehuda de Manisin, but he actually holds like Rabbi Yehuda de Manisin. The Tanan is Rabbi Yehuda in the Mishnah learned. The Tanan is we learned in the Mishnah. Rabbi Yehuda, I'm a belug hoyom anaseich, kol shmoina. Umafig Rish um Rebuda holds you would do Nisu Khamaim with one lug and all eight days. I don't want to go into the Machlokes there, but the Khachomim say you do Nisu Khamaim for the first seven days of Sukkot and with three lug. And Rebuda comes along and argues on both those points. He says, No, it's one lug and it's all eight days of Sukkot. Remember, Sukkot itself in essence is seven days. It starts with Yom Tov and then it's six days Cholamoid. That's the seven days of Sukkot and then there's Shmini Atzeres. So Rebuda. In the Mishnah over there, it says you do it all seven days. 
comes along, Rabbi Yehud, what we're saying is Rabbi Yehuda ben Basaira agrees to Rabbi Yehuda in that aspect. However, he excludes the first one and he adds in the eighth one. I want Rabbi Yehuda ben Basaira says, no, you start, he agrees with Rabbi Yehuda that you do Nisu Chamaim with Shmini That's what we're saying. Again, Nisu Chamaim is not limited to the strict definition of Sukkot. It's for the expansive definition of Sukkot, I'm including Shmini and therefore, Nisu Chamaim is done on the eighth day. However, he argues on Rabbi Yehuda. Okay, Rabbi Yehuda ben Basaira argues on Rabbi Yehuda. When do you start doing Nisu Chamaim? Again, according to Rabbi Yehuda, you would start on the first day of Sukkot. According to Rabbi Yehuda ben Basaira, as we just saw, it would be the same day that you start to mention rain on the second day of Sukkot. So he starts a day later. But he ends a day later. So you end up with seven days. He starts on the second day and it goes all the way through to the eighth day of Sukkot. So that's where we get. It says, Oh, says, Wait, why would you say that you don't start the Nisuchamayim on the first day? Because the hint to water, remember the Mem Yud Mem we learned out from the Pasuk, starts on the second day. Well, the hint ends on the seventh day. Remember, the second mem was from Kemishpatam. Ah, Kemishpatam. The second mem is on the seventh day. So if you're going to tell me that Rabbi Yehuda learns, you limit Nisuchamayim to the days that the drosha, the extra mem yud mem is learned out from, well, then it would be limited from the second day to the seventh day, not the eighth day. So you still end up with only six days. So, okay, we're stuck. We're still looking for our source. Which of these Tanaim who connect Nisuch Mashiva Ruach to, well, Moirid Agashen to Nisuch Hamayim would hold that you do Nisuch Hamayim for all seven days. So, Gemaran says, no, El Rabbi Yeshua, it's Rabbi Yeshua. Rabbi Yeshua said you started from the day that you put away the Lulav. The Nisuch Hamayim called Shiva. Oh, and he says, and you do Nisuchamayim all seven days. However, his thought is, Aloha Gemiri Law, Hilchas Gemiri Law. It's an oral tradition going back to Moshe Rabbeinu. To Omer Rabbi Ami, Omer Rabbi Yochanan, Mishum Rabbi Nochunya, Ish Bikas Beis Choron. Rabbi Ami said in the name of Rabbi Yochanan, in the name of Rabbi Nochunya from Bikas Choron, Esen Netios Arava Venisuchamayim Aloha Lemoish Misina. These three halachas of Esen Netios Arava Venisuchamayim are all halacha Lemoish Misina. So, according to Rabbi Yoshua, when you start Mashivaruach, has nothing to Umarida Gashem has nothing to do with starting with Nisuchamayim. Nisuchamayim is not learned out from the Chumash. It's a completely oral tradition that we have, as we see here. Just quickly, what is Esen Netios? So, so now we have we are, now we understand the Mishnah which says that Nisu Chamaim is done for seven days would be Rabbi Yoshua's opinion or Rabbi Yoshua fits in with that Mishnah because he holds that mentioning rain is independent to um, is independent to Nisu Chamaim. Again, why did Rabbi Yoshua say that you do um, Why does Rabbi Yoshua say you wait till the end of Sukkot to Shmini Atzeres to say? To add to Mazkik Vurus Kashomim. Because remember, he holds rain on Sukkot is a Simon Klala. It's a curse. And therefore, you're not going to mention rain on Sukkot. You're only going to wait till Shmini Atzeris when you're not sitting in your Sukkot anymore to mention it. So, actually, from his reason, it becomes apparent why that there isn't a connection 
between mentioning rain and Nisuchamayim, and therefore they can be, the one would be an oral tradition, and the other would be based on the principle of when is it most appropriate to mention rain. Just what are these three items? So Esenetios, is we know generally the Shemitah year, you're not allowed to work your field. There's also a mitzvah of Tosefesh um, you add onto the Shemitah year, and therefore you stop working your land from Elul, 30 days before the Shemitah year starts, However, there's a halacha Moshe Misinah that if you have young saplings spread out 10 to 1 Beit Seah, then you're, since it will be very detrimental to them, if you don't work that field, you're allowed to work it all the way up to um, Rosh, um, all the way up to Rosh Hashanah. Arava, that's the special Arava ceremony we learned about at the end of Maseche Sukkah. Remember, at either leaning Aravas against the Mizbech and circling the Mizbech, holding the Lulav and Eshruk, or it means circling the Mizbech with the Aravos, with these large, long willows that they used to circle the Mizbech. That's the Arava and Nisuchamayim is what we just discussed. But again, he would not learn it from the Psukim that Rabbi Akiva and Rabbi Yudav and Beseira learned it from. Okay, now we're going to bring another opinion. We're just going to try to clarify which, who is it and what exactly he holds. So Rabbi Yudav, I'm a Mishum Rabbi Yehoshua. Rabbi Yudav says in the name of Rabbi Yehoshua, the, the one who's the Shliat Sibur, who's davening on the last day of Sukkot, Shmini Again, just to highlight, remember, we have two days last day of Sukkot. We have Shmini and Simchas Torah. But Doraisa and in Eretz Yisrael, they only have one, Shmini So this is when we're referring to. So the Shliat Sibur on Shmini Atzeres. In Musaf, he mentions... He says, And Harishon Eino Mazkir, but the first one does not mention it. In Shachris, you don't mention it. Beyond the Harishon Shal Pesach, Harishon Mazkir, Achron Eino Mazkir, on the first day of Pesach, the, at Shachris, you mention it. At Musaf, you don't mention it. But now the key point again is this that he says, When do you start mentioning this Rabbi Yehuda in the name of Rabbi Yoshua? When do you start mentioning rain? In Musaf of Shmini Atzeres. That's the key point that we're going to be com- contrasting. So Musaf of Shmini Atzeri says, Hi Rabbi Yoshua, which Rabbi Yoshua is it? Ilayma Rabbi Yoshua, the manisin, maybe it's Rabbi Yoshua of our Mishnah, Ho'omar b'yom tova achron shalachag hu mazkir. He says, on the last day of Yom Tov, you mention it, implying even from Shacharis. Again, if you're only going to start something at Musaf, it makes sense to highlight that. So by the fact it doesn't, it just says you start on the last day of Sukkot. Must mean at Shacharis. Says Ella, Rabbi Yeshua, the Brisa, so it must be Rabbi Yeshua of the Brisa. The Tanya, as we learned in the Brisa. Sorry, Ho'oma, Mishas, and Choso. But Rabbi Yeshua of the Brisa said, When do you start Mashiv or Ruach, Umarida Goshem? From when you put away the Lulav. I said, That would be even earlier. That would be at least from Mariv of Shminiat Seres. You start, if not from the seventh day, but at least from Mariv of. So again, we have the opinion that Rabbi Yehuda says in the name of Rabbi Yoshua that you start at Musaf. But the other Rabbi Yoshua's we've seen imply that it's early. It's either Mariv or Shacharis. So for two, and actually there's even another opinion which it might be, and we're not sure who that is. For two, Hodotanya Rabbi Yehuda, I'm a Mishum Ben Basaira. Rabbi Yehuda says in the name of Ben Basaira, in the name of Ben Basaira, he says on the last day of Sukkot, you mention rain in Musaf. Hi, Ben Basaira. Which Ben Basaira is this? 
says Eli Marebiuda ben Besaira ha ama b'shani b'chagum asker. Maybe you want to say Marebiuda ben Besaira. Well, we already learned that Marebiuda ben Besaira says you start to maskir on the second day of Sukkot, not on the Shmini Ateres. So now we're going to clarify these last two points. So Omar, so what are the two issues we have? We've mentioned a Ben Basaira that says you start at Musaf. We've also mentioned Rebu Shua that says you start at Musaf. We're just not sure who's the Ben Basaira, because it's not Rebu Huda Ben Basaira, which we've seen. And the Rebu Shua doesn't seem to fit in with the Rebu Shua's that we mentioned in the Mishnah and the Brisa. So we're going to answer now. So he says, Omar Rab Nachman Bar Yitzhak Rab Nachman says, Tahey, I'm just going to add in a word that makes it a bit. Um, um, a bit easier. Tahei Tavayu. Both of the teachings of Rabbi Yehuda in the name of uh, whatever Rabbi Yehuda said in the name of Rabbi, both of them, Rabbi Yehoshua ben Beseira or Rabbi Yehoshua ben Beseira. Oh, but why in the one place does he call it Rabbi Yehoshua and in the other place ben Beseira? Zimd in the Korilei B'Shmei, Zimd in the Korilei B'Shmei Abba. Sometimes he was referred to by his own name and sometimes he was referred to by his father's name. Ho mikmi delis mecheno, ho delis this is before he got smicha, and this is after he got smicha. Before he got smicha, they referred to him by his father's name. After he got smicha, he became a significant sage in his own right. He had smicha, so they referred to him by his own name, Rabbi Yoshua. And just to jump back a step, the, the Rabbi Yoshua of our Mishnah is actually Rabbi Yoshua ben Hanania. It's a different Rebbe Yoshua. It's not the Rebbe Yoshua ben Beseira. So it comes out we have, with I mean what we've just mentioned, we have three opinions that are very similar. It might only be two opinions. I'm not clear, as I mentioned, I'm not clear how to learn. It might be two opinions or three opinions that are very similar and another opinion that got confused with them. The opinion that got confused, well the three opinions that are very similar is Rebbe Yoshua of the Mishnah and the Brisa and Rebbe, what Rebbe Yehuda said in the name of Rebbe Yoshua. And Rabbi Yehuda said in the name of Ben Basaira. Those are very similar. One holds you either start the Rabbi Yoshua of the Mishnah, the Brisa, which we've just clarified is Rabbi Yoshua Ben Hanania, holds you start Mashiva Ruach, either at Mariv or Shachris of the eighth day of Sukkot. And then we have um, Rabbi Yehuda said in the name of Rabbi Yeshua and in the name of Ben Basaira, we've just clarified that's the same person. He holds from Musaf of Shmini Atzeres. And we actually got this confused with his, I'm assuming it's his brother, not Rabbi Yeshua ben Basaira, but Rabbi Yehuda ben Basaira, who holds you start on the second day. So those are the opinions we've just discussed. Okay, next point. Rabbi, can I ask a, yeah, I ask sure. a question? I mean, I don't know how related, and I'm not exactly sure how to ask it, but um, I mean, the fact that you stop Mashiach Baruch on the second day of Pesach, does that not play? I mean, normally there's a hekesh between Sukkot and Pesach. Of sure. there's almost a symmetry between Sukkot and, and, and Pesach. You know, fifteen, fifteen, etc., etc. Yeah. So, so is there nothing to learn out of that? No. So well, we stop. We actually stop mentioning rain. Mentioning rain on the first day of Pesach at Shacharis. Shacharis is the last time we say it. Um, okay. Why is your question why we leave it that far, or you thought it was the second day? No, no, uh, no. But what I mean is, either way, I'm saying there's no, there's not almost techish. It's always well, the, the, a, a lot of the, the time there's yeah. symmetry. So I, think, not yeah. so I think. Yeah. So I think. I think that. Just unrelated. Yeah. Um, well, it's tied in with the seasons. I think the symmetry is 
why do we start at Musaf and why do we stop at Shacharis is to do with largely to do with I think there, there are a few other reasons but it's primarily to do with that everyone knows that we've started or everyone knows that we've stopped so if the before Musaf as we mentioned yesterday the Shliach Tzibur or the Gabai can get up and say remember to say he can't do that at Shacharis because you're not allowed to talk in the middle of Shacharis. But before Musaf, you can get up and say, remember to say Mashivarach. So therefore, at Musaf, you start. On Pesach, it would therefore, when you're stopping, again, I think there is that symmetry, it would be for the same reason. You can't say it at Shacharis, stop to say Mashivarach. But either the Shliach Tzibur won't say it, or you can announce before Musaf, don't say Mashivarach or Marina and then you resolve. So, so the symmetry is in the informing people in the reason why we would differentiate between Shachris and Musaf. But if there's a and it's and and to do with the seasons, but I'm not sure. I'm not sure exactly. That's how, that's how I would explain it. Um, okay, now we go on to um, the next point is Tana. But Tal regarding Tal and wind. Chazal do not obligate us to mention it. I we do say Mashivaruach. Hashem causes the winds to blow, but that's not essential. If you skip Mashivaruach, again I'm not talking about the whole phrase of Mashivaruach and Morida Goshem, but if you just skip Mashivaruach, there's no problem. And so to Morida Tal, you also don't have to mention Tal due. I'll discuss Tal a little bit more, let's just go further. The Impola Hanski Maskir. But if you do mention it, it's fine. I so you don't have to repeat your Amida if you don't say it. But if you want to say it, you can. So when is this that if you want to say it, you can? Is there ever a time that you must say, mention them? Or must mention Tal? I saw the run as a long discussion. We, the whole dis- we mentioned Tal, but rain, uh, wind is not so much. But So someone who say that, obviously, in the summer season, you must mention Morita Tal. Okay, if you don't mention it, it's okay. But you should mention. Well, let's start. Let's go back a step. Sorry. The one version is that when are we discussing it in the rainy season? You're mentioning rain, so you'd say Morida Goshem or Morida Tal. You don't have to do that, but if you do it, it's okay. Um, 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 but. The run says if that's the case, yeah, and and that would imply that in summer you might have to say it. But in that, but he, the run is not so clear. He says if we're discussing the winter season, saying it, then what about the summer season? If we're saying you don't have to say it, but if you say it, you can. So the the run actually prefers to say that we're discussing the summer season. You don't have to say it, but if you do, you can. And that's actually, I mean, I don't know if you're familiar with many, we don't. Ashkenazim and the Ramor brings it. We don't say, we don't, when we're not saying, we just go straight from, well, we skip it. Many have the minat to go, or some say just, Mechalkel Chaim, Morida Tal, sorry, Rav Loishia, Morida Tal, Mechalkel Chaim. So, this question of saying Morida Tal is tied into how you understand this halacha of 
regarding dew and rain, the Chachomim did not obligate you to say it. But if you do say it, you can. Again, the question is, should you? Should you not? What, what's like slightly more preferable, to say it or to not say it? But either way, you definitely wouldn't repeat the Amida if you didn't say it. Just in Shulchan Aruch, what he says, he says as follows. So again, it's Machlokes Machaber Amor, based on this, how to understand this, the Rishonim understand the Sugya. Um, but he says, Im Omar, Simon if Gimel, Im Omar Mashivuruach, and the Ramah adds me Yosem Machamah, if you say Mashivuruach in the summer, or La Omra Biyamoy Sakashamim, or you don't say it in the rainy season. So you don't have to repeat yourself. As we've just learned in Al-Kamorah, Mashiv, saying Mashivuruach is not essential. If you do mention in your Moisak Hashomim, or you don't mention it in the summer, you do not have to repeat yourself. Says, and then there are more ads. He says, Ashkenazim, don't mention Tal, neither in summer nor in the rainy season. In summer, we go straight from Rav We don't insert anything between there. Okay, so, and then he just carries on. But that's the, uh, that's the, that's the Minak of Ashkenazim is we don't, but there are many. Tosfos here implies that you should be saying, which is interesting because Tosfos is a lot where we get our Minhagim from. And I think Tosfos imply here and over the page that they did used to say Moridatal. So I'm not sure when the Minag Ashkenazi became set that you don't say Moridatal, but they seem, because as I said, Tosos on the page seem to say that you do say Moridatal. Now, the Gemara um my timer, what's the reason? Again, you have to mention rain, and if you don't mention the rain, you have to restart your Amida. We said with wind and dew, you don't have to, but they're also essential. As we... Um, Wind and dew are also um, essential, as it says. Why? Says my time. Because they never stop. Wind and dew are never stopped. The world would cease to exist, cease to exist, if you stopped uh, the wind and the dew. And therefore, they never stop. And therefore, you don't have to daven for them like you do for rain. And um, Rashi explains because if not for the winds, the world would get very stuffy and humid and. Uh, unpleasant um, and therefore the winds, winds essential and similar with dew um, why is dew essential yeah um, I think it would just get too uh, dusty and stuff without dew but that's the reason you don't have to mention them is because they never stop it says what's the source that dew never stops as it's written, from the residence of Gilad said to Achav, Hashem as Hashem the God of Israel lives, Asher as I stand before him. I take a sure that there will not be rain over the next few years unless I agree that there should be rain. This is what we mentioned yesterday. The key of rain was at one point handed over to the hands of Eliyahu Anovi. He went to speak to Achav. Achav angered him. And he says, I take a shvur that there will not be rain unless I say there shall be rain. And that's, uh, so this is what Eliyahu is saying. Now, but just focus on, he says, 
there will not be tal umatar. And later on, when Hashem came and told him to return the rain, it says, Go and appear to Achrav. And I will place, I'll, I'll give rain on the earth. It doesn't say, I'll put dew. My timer. Eliyahu um, took a shvur that there will not be rain and dew. And Hashem says, Go and tell Achrav that I will return the dew. So he says, Mishum. Because it was never stopped. Oh, well, if the Jew was never stopped, why did Eliyahu bother to say, I'm taking sure that the rain and Jew will not come? Jew will never stop. So he says, No, he's saying, Tal the Brocha won't come. A Jew that keeps the world in existence will come, but the Jew that brings Brocha to the produce won't come. So then when the Pasuk says that Hashem will return the rain, it should also say that He will return the Jew. It won't be apparent. You can't see the difference between Jew. So all Achav will just laugh at him and say, oh, you're telling me that Jews returned. Jew has been here the whole time. He won't distinguish between the Jew of Brocha and the Jew of, and the regular Jew that keeps the world in existence. But again, we see that a Jew is never stopped, and therefore you don't have to dive in for it. It says, How do we know that rain is not never stopped? So, Amr Yishol ben Levi, Amr Kor Yishol ben Levi says from the following Hashem. Like the four winds of the heavens, I have spread you, says Hashem. I, Hashem, spread the Jews out, like the four the, not the Jew, but the Jews, B'nai Israel out, um, like the four rings. Now, Micah, Omer, Luhu, what's Hashem telling the Jews? B'nai Israel. Ilei ma'achi k'omer, Luhu, maybe you'll say he's saying the following. Ha'achi k'omer, Luhu, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Yisrael. Hashem is saying the following to B'nai Israel. De b'dar sinu ba'ar baruchos da'alma, I have scattered you in all four directions. If it's saying I've scattered you in all four directions of the world, then it should have used the word ba'arba. But the Pasuk uses the word ka'arba like the four winds. So he says, This is what Hashem is telling the Jews. So interestingly, what we're going to see is implicit in this punishment that Hashem spreads the, the B'nai Israel out. Is also a brachi. He says, "Miboil ela hachi ka'amar k'shem ruchos." Just as it's impossible for the world to exist without the wind, kach Yisrael. So too, it's impossible for Bnei Yisrael to ex- for the world to exist without Bnei Yisrael. Rashi. Um, um, yeah. So, how would you read the pasuk? Kedal Rashi explains, Vahachi Omakro, this is what the Pasuk is saying, Ki Kedalid Ruchas Ashomayim Pirashti Eschem. Like the four winds of the heavens, I have spread you out. Leruchas Oilam Kadeshi Skyem. Sorry, Pirashti Eschem, Leruchas Oilam Kadeshi Skyem. I've spread you to all four corners of the world to bring existence to it, to keep it in existence. And this is, he brings the Pasuk of Yirmiyao, Imloi Barasi Yama Velayla Chukas Shomayim Lo. Sorry, if not for my covenant day and night, the chukas of the heaven and the earth, I would not have I would not keep the nature of the world running. I, the world depends on B'nai Israel, it depends on B'nai Israel's Torah, and that's what it means, Hashem, that we're spread out like the wind, just as the wind never stops, and if it did, the world would cease to exist. So too with B'nai Israel. Omer, new point. 
Again, along these lines, but a new point, If someone says, may the wind blow in the summer months, I not the rainy season. Again, remember in Eretz Yisrael, the rainy season is the winter. So in the summer months, someone says, He does not have to repeat his Amidah. But if he says it should rain, they make him repeat his Amidah. If in the winter season he does not say we don't make him repeat himself. However, if he does not say we do not make him repeat him. We do not make him repeat himself. Not only that, even if he says that the wind should be removed and the dew should fly away, we do not make him repeat himself. So let's just analyze these statements. It's basically flowing with the deduction. Remember, rain is essential to the world, well, is essential to us, but it can stop and it can return, so we have to mention it. Therefore, if you mention it in the wrong time, as we saw, as we mentioned yesterday, but as we'll see, rain in the wrong time is a curse. We'll see, I think it's towards the bottom of this page. Oh, it's a bit further down. But rain is a curse. So if you mention rain in the summer seasons when it's not supposed to rain, you repeat the Amida because you weren't supposed to do that. If you mention, if you don't mention rain in the rainy season, you also have to repeat the Amida. However, regarding the wind, whether you say it or don't say it in either season, you don't have to repeat the Amida because it's not essential. Not, oh, sorry, not that it's not essential, that it never stops. So it's not an essential twiller. Not only that, if you say that the rain and the dew should stop and disappear, it's a twiller of no consequence. It's a nonsense twiller, and therefore you also won't have to repeat the Amidah. Regarding the clouds and the wind, Chazal never said you have to mention them. In and if you do come to mention them, you can mention them. My timer, why do you never men- why do you not have to mention clouds and wind? Because they are never stopped. So wind we've seen, clouds we haven't. It says, You're telling me that they never stop. He says, But Rabbi Yosef taught in the Braise, The heavens will stop from clouds and from wind. When it says, the heavens will close up, why do you say it means from the cloud and wind? Maybe it means from the rain. It says, the heavens will stop and there won't be rain. So we already know, if Ben Israel are sinning, there won't be rain. So what does it mean that the heavens will stop, will close up? So so how do I learn out that the heavens will stop or close up? It must be referring to clouds and wind. So what? So now we got, now we tr- now we stuck because we mentioned that wind and rain, uh, wind and clouds are never stopped, and we just brought a price that says what Hashem says: If you sin, I will close up the heavens. I will stop the wind and rain. So which one is? Kasha ruchas aruchas, kasha avin avin. It's a contradiction between regarding wind and it's a contradiction regarding clouds. So the Gemara says no. Avin ma avin kasha. Clouds on clouds is no difficulty. Here the clouds before the rain and here the clouds after rain. The clouds before the rain will never stop. The clouds after the rain, which we'll see at the bottom of the page, also bring bracha. Those Hashem can stop. And then, and similarly, 
Similarly with wind, the regular wind that will never stop, and that's essential to the existence of the wood, of the, of the world. The stronger wind that does have its role to play, but is not as essential, that can stop. It says, oh, But don't we need the stronger wind for, for winnowing? Remember, winnowing is you throw up the grain and it blows the chaff away and the grain falls down. So it is essential to food and it's very necessary. So why is it? What do you mean it's not? It doesn't matter. It says, no, it's, it's, You can still use a sieve. If there's no wind and you need to get the chaff out of the grain, you can use a sieve. might be the easiest way and the quickest way might be to use a stronger wind. But if there's no wind... If we're not blessed with that brocha of a strong wind, we can still use a sieve. So it's not essential. Now again, so once there's clouds and there's rain that is never stopped, granted there's clouds that's good and there's, sorry, there's clouds that's good and wind that's good, but in entirety, in essence, they're never stopped completely, therefore it's not essential to daven for them. And if you do mention them, fine. If you don't mention them, also fine. Okay, Tana, we learned in Abraisa, Avin Baruch, Hoshniel's the motto. Clouds and wind are second to rain. Aye, rain is super beneficial and a tart, what's it, a close follow-up in, bene, in uh, beneficial for the world and for the produce is wind and clouds. He says, hey, what wind and clouds are we referring to that are so beneficial? So, Omarula, the Itaima Rebbe Yehuda, Ula and some say it was Rebbe Yehuda, the Bosomitra, the ones that come after rain. The Maimre de Malyusahu, so what, you telling me that clouds and wind that hang around after the rain is very beneficial? Says the hawk says, but the potsuk says, Yitain Hashem is motor, Artsacho, Avok, Eifer. Hashem will make the rain on your ground dust and off of Omar Ulabi, Tamer Abihuda, Zika, the Basamitra. That's referring to a wind, a strong wind after the rain. Hashem can make your rain so detrimental it will be like it rained um, dust and dirt. When is that? That's if it's windy after a rain. So you told, just told me that wind after rain is super beneficial. It's almost as beneficial as the rain itself. And now you're telling me that the wind after rain is like makes the rain into, is very bad. So he says, no, lokasha hoda asanecha hoda asanecha Here's where it comes gently and calmly and here's where it blows. It's stormy, strong. If it's a calm breeze, after the rain, that is super beneficial. I was trying to think, I'm not sure what the benefit is. Maybe it dries it up so that there isn't so much water hanging, uh, again, puddles of water around, etc. But I'm not sure, but it's very beneficial, a wind after the rain. But a strong wind after the rain, well, that now starts blowing the mud onto the produce, etc. And that's very detrimental to the produce. And that is the one that we are referring to as detrimental. As he explains, because the one that blows, the one that blows calmly does not bring the dust up, and the one that blows um, harsh does bring up the dust. Another teaching along these lines for Omar of Yehuda, Zika the Basamitra Kamitra, wind after rain is as beneficial as the rain. Let me check something quickly. Yeah, okay. So that's, I'm not too clear what the benefit is. 
But it says, Vomar of Yudah Zika, the Basamitra Kamitra. A wind after rain is as beneficial as the rain. Iva the Basamitra Kamitra. And the clouds that come, that are hang around after rain are as beneficial as rain. And Shimsha the Basamitra Katray Mitre. And the sunshine after rain is makes it double as effective. The rain double as effective. What's he excluding? Basically, the Gemara is asking, every single phenomena that happens after rain, you've told me is super beneficial. What natural phenomena that occur after rain are not beneficial? Again, you've just told me that. Wind, clouds, sunshine, everything is beneficial. So what isn't? So he says, no, Limute Mai, Limute Gili Delayla, since the glow after sunset. If it glows, if the sun glows after sunset because of the cloud and rain, that's not beneficial. When the sun pierces through scattered clouds, that is also not beneficial. And that, I don't know if it's not beneficial, if it's neutral, or it might even be detrimental. Okay, but those are teachings regarding the brochas around rain. The primary halachas that were discussed here was Mashiv Ruach Regarding Morida Goshem, that is essential to say in the right season. And therefore, if you say it in the, in the wrong season, you have to repeat your Amida. If you don't say it, when you're supposed to say it, you repeat the Amida. All the other things. Mashivaruach, that the wind should blow. Morida Tal, that the dew should come down. I guess also, Machzik uh, Avim, if you make clouds. All these phrases are not essential. The primary reason being that the world won't, they never ever stopped completely. And therefore, you don't have to mention them. But if you do mention them, it's okay. Okay, we'll leave it there for today.